This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You could subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with topics for future shows, questions about today's show, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, my experience, the unique needs and concerns of women who are retired or close to it is one of the most underreported and little discussed elements of retirement planning. Not around our office, of course. My sister is a CFP, and it's something that's on the top of our minds, especially for a lot of our clients. But all in all, advertising for retirement tools and services often feature images of happy couples eagerly beginning their post-work lives as a team. But what about the many women who will enter retirement on their own? During today's episode, we're going to discuss some of the things women can do to potentially make the retirement a little more comfortable. But before we chat about the unique retirement needs of women, let me introduce one of the the biggest champions of women I know, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? I'm doing great. (laughs) That was quite an, I am a big champion uh, of women. I uh, I have to be. I have two daughters and a wife. So yes, you're yes. surrounded. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I have no choice in the matter. But I would anyway. I always have been. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, all the women in my life are great, and uh, without them, I wouldn't uh, be here uh, for more reasons than one. Of course, my mom and my wife and my two beautiful daughters. I love them all, but uh, they have been dealt uh, a, a shorthand. I mean, it, it is true, uh, women. It's not a level playing field. It's really gone a long way to make that playing field level. But uh, as far as uh, work and pay, things like that, I mean, we've all heard the statistics. I know you have a few uh, to share with us. But uh, yeah, this is a good show, especially when it comes to retirement, because I know a lot of people think, okay, women earn less than men. But what about in retirement? How could that be different? Uh, But it is, unfortunately, and we're going to talk about some of those differences or things you need to be aware of. I've had a great week, by the way. And last week, we celebrated my grandfather's 101st birthday, 101. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. 101, and he's buying a new camper, Matt. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding. And the the newspaper and TV, of course, they come out, they interview him, and they always ask, what's your secret, right? Your memory is sharp. You're still going. You're 101. And he sa- he always says the same thing. You got to keep going. Never stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. So true. And you've seen that. I mean, you help people oh, retire yeah. all the time. And if they ha- retire with a purpose and have something to get up for every morning, they'll live longer. If they yep. don't, they usually do not. So yeah, it, it, retiring doesn't mean stopping. That's for sure. Yeah, it doesn't. 
But uh, we always talk about some retirement tips, and and today we're going to get right into them. I think it's a great uh, chance to address some steps that women can take to get ready for retirement or the men in their lives need to understand. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's key to this because either you're going to do one of two things. You're going to go it with a partner or you're going to go it with by yourself. Right. And so either way, uh, these are tips that will apply to all the women across the board here. Uh, there was a CNBC article and, uh, it said men have over three times more retirement savings than women seven steps to make sure you're financially secure. It does have some powerful information. Uh, let's, let's start right, right here. Women have an average retirement savings of $23,000 compared to $76,000 for men. And those numbers are certainly alarming. There certainly can be multiple factors around that. Um, but the truth is a comprehensive strategy can make all the difference in leveling out that playing field. Yeah, that's good. And that's why we're talking. I mean, it's good that we're going to talk about leveling the playing field. That disparity is not good. Uh, and of course, we're not trying to stereotype. That isn't true in all cases. I nope. will say in my case, um, my wife had a big head start on me because I did not start contributing to a 401k when I started working full time and she did. So uh, it's really a reverse. I mean, we we now have more than those numbers, but uh, I'm not going to tell you what our numbers are, but it's reversed. I have, you know, I have about half of what she does saved because I started too late. I didn't, I wasn't friends with Matt Brunner at the time. Well, there are some numbers to support, especially now um, that women are making a lot more uh, proper moves earlier. That's good. And considering that. And let's face it, you know, for, throughout history, generally it was the woman keeping track of the finances, but unfortunately, sometimes at the behest of others, right? So here today, we're going to talk about some of the things you can do, the women can do to keep track of, not just keep track of the finances, but take control of them. Sure. And What's the first step? Easy one, be involved, right? So I, I was just talking about, maybe you were in there, but knowledge is power. And it's absolutely true when it comes to your personal finances, uh, getting into the habit of going through all your accounts on a weekly basis so that you have a complete understanding of what money's going in and what money's going out. Many of my clients take a peek at their checking account every morning, right on their phones, uh, especially the younger ones. And again, I think that's been a big difference in some of the tech that is now available. Uh, sure. Checking your accounts frequently also helps you understand your spending habits. And when I say accounts, I don't mean you need to check your IRA every, every week, you want to check your, you know, your operating accounts for sure here. Um, they will really help you understanding your spending habits. If you see a bunch of weekly charges coming from the same coffee shop, maybe it's a sign that it's time to start brewing your own at home. Uh, and you know, maybe it's time to invest in a thermos and that's going to cost you one week's worth of coffee. And then from <laughs> there on out, you're, you're on the plus side. I think, I'm serious. I, yeah, that's true. You, you I are, drink out of my thermos. That's where I make my <laughs> coffee comes from. I have really good coffee, but I pay well, pennies on the dollar well, for it than I could pay for junk coffee at the store. Well, you're right. And the first step is to not let your significant other be the one that just handles the finances. You have mm -hmm. to be involved as well as what Team you're saying. Team approach. Yes. So what about people who have shared finances, like uh, husbands and wives, things like that? Well, there's still no reason to not keep an eye on your finances. Both right. people have the right to look at their shared accounts. Sure. Okay. Yes. I understand some people have individual accounts. And while I don't think in most cases that's the best way to do it, it's 
For some people, that's the reality. I'm not going to judge them for that. And I manage some folks that that's, that's the, that's the way they do it. And that's fine. We can work with that. But if there's having an understanding of what you have, you have a right to look at the shared stuff. And the next step, set up a savings account that you just don't touch. Neither one of you. If it's just you, that's easy, right? If it's both, make sure it's both. If there's one thing we can all expect, it's sometimes getting stung by the unexpected. Oh, a new set of tires, you know, a last second airplane ticket to a friend's wedding. You know, having some money set aside for unexpected expenses is always a smart move. Well, yeah, for sure. And that is good. Now, how much money are we talking about setting aside? Well, the rule of thumb, set aside three to six months worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. And that may Uh, sound insurmountable to some people initially. You know, wow, three to six months of my salaries in savings? It it might. Uh, You should. So in that case, simply save as much as you can within your circumstances. Yes. Now, again, within your circumstances, if, if your circumstances are you can barely make ends meet, well, then maybe it's time to make some other different decisions, right? Um, But even setting aside $50 per paycheck, which maybe that's huge to someone, maybe it's five, maybe it's 10, anything's a start. It can eventually turn into a nice pile of money that could help you out when something unforeseen pops up. You know, don't forget having a cash reserve can help you avoid relying too much on credit cards because that's where we really start to take a hit. The new set of tires. Maybe you're going to have to pay $800 for a set, which might be a little cheaper on some cars right now or more expensive, but you spent $800 because you had the cash. But if you put an $800 tires, you know, $800 set of tires on the credit card, you could end up paying a lot more thanks to interest. We live in what's largely become credit-based financial world, but that does not mean you shouldn't be thoughtful and forward thinking when it comes to whipping out the plastic. Yeah. Well, and most folks need a credit card uh, typically for something or other, but having one doesn't mean you have to use it all the time. Right. We'll get to why some folks should have one later, but um, I I think most people should have one regardless, uh, and we'll get to that why, but you're absolutely right on that. Now, the next step, plan for the future, right? It sounds simple, maybe simplistic, but reality is many of us get caught up in the here and now, which we should live in the now as much as possible, but we forget what we'd like our lives to look like after we leave the office for the last time. I often end the show saying something along the lines of, you know, helping you live the life you want to have now while keeping an eye on the life you want to have in the future. There's a reason for that. Yes, you need to be present, but if you're never focused on where you're heading, one degree off course will send you miles away from your final destination. So that said, the article points out women live longer than men on average. So it's critical for women to ask themselves several questions like, you know, what if I outlive my husband or partner? Well, I want to keep our home once I'm on my own. If I live into my late eighties or nineties, what will I need in terms of long-term care, medical care? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. And those are heavy, heavy, but yet important questions we have to ask. Indeed they are. And you should also consider how other people's finances may be affected if something were to happen to you. You know, designing a legacy plan is an important financial step for many women. A a legacy plan will spell out how your bills will be paid if you're unable to do it yourself. Also going to identify heirs for your finances, your property. 
for so many people, working with a financial services professional is a great way to ensure that you're on top of your financial strategy and you're working toward the kind of retirement you're excited about. Right. And that's a great point. Do you have any other uh, information for us? Uh, we should probably let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Certainly. You can call us 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. Could help you, you know, answer some of those questions, address your concerns about your path to retirement. We always want to help people prepare for that retirement they're working so hard for. That's great. And, you know, during the show today, you've been talking about some of these essential financial steps for women uh, because they are often uh, insufficiently targeted when it comes to retirement services and tools. And now we have some more great information for our listeners out there. I know you have a lot here. What's the next financial tip for women? Okay, that article next recommends setting financial goals that are focused on your long-term security. You know, first, regularly contributing to a savings account. And this isn't the, uh, you know, emergency account we talked about before. The article notes, you know, so many financial experts recommend saving at least 20% of your monthly gross income. Now, there's pro I, I can feel a disruption in the force right now. <laughs> 20%? Come on! <laughs> there it is. Mm -hmm. Reality is any amount, just like the emergency fund, any amount you can save out of each check is likely to benefit, benefit you at some point in the future. Well, yeah, good good point. Uh, saving as much as you can definitely makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Getting rid of the keeping up with the Jones complex. It's hard, Yeah, but depends. You know, a lot of people keep up with the Jones their whole lives uh, and then watch the Jones lives fall apart in retirement along with theirs. I'd mm. rather, yeah, you know, not have to keep up with the Jones every step of the way and keep surpassing the Jones. Make no, your own path. Make yeah, your own path. No Take offense, Jones. Course. I mean, I like you too. Sure. But I don't need to keep up with you. Uh, <laughs> the Jones is a good family. Well, sure. But if we have no. <laughs> any listeners named Jones, we're not yeah. talking about them. Not specifically. No. Except you, Bill. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. Now we've got some, there's some guy out there listening no. named Bill Jones who's going to hear that. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'll be getting a call. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, I it didn't pay the quarter to some bill for that one, right? So now, but uh, you know, I'm kidding. Anyway. Matthew. Beyond contributing to the savings account, maybe it's a smart play to aggressively pay down. I am not even going to say maybe. It's always a smart play to aggressively pay down high interest debt. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For so many people, credit cards are the biggest source of high interest debt. And I still don't want this to be a reason to not have a credit card because then we're going to get to that. But gather your credit card statements, identify the one with the highest interest then commit to paying it off as soon as possible. It's going to save you money on interest. It's going to free up more cash to put into savings. It'll have a compounding effect over time. And finally, develop some long-term goals. You know, if you have young children, setting up a fund that covers the cost of higher education, it might be a prudent goal. Do you want to take your family on a two-week, you know, dream vacation? Disney World or, um, I don't know, Aruba or something, right? Start saving now. Give yourself enough time to pay for the trip with cash rather than credit. I call it my grandfather rule. He always put money away and spent it on the things that needed to be paid for in cash instead of ever borrowing that money, even for, you know, 
using your credit cards, borrowing money. You have to pay it back with interest. So if you have those things paid for, you're not dipping into savings and then you're not dipping into the longer term returns because that other money is now working for you the way it should be in long term savings rather than paying off the credit card for something that you couldn't afford when you could have been putting that money away when you should have been. Does yeah. that make sense? Yep. A lot of could and should isn't there. Well, I mean, I think bottom lining it, uh, if you visit Mickey Mouse and his pals without having to use your credit card, that would be a huge win and a great strategy. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, if you're going to visit Mickey and his pals, uh, factor in some of those uh, lunch stops and the gift shops. So you're talking about a third or fourth mortgage on the house if you want to visit Disney World, I think. Right. It yeah. seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Next financial tip. Build credit. Having credit in your name is perhaps more important than just about any other financial move out there. Finding true financial security can be extremely challenging when you don't have sufficient credit. Now, according to CNBC, 45 million Americans are credit invisible. And if you fall into this camp, there's no reason to give up hope. And this is why I kept alluding to with the credit card thing. First potential step, if you don't have your own credit card, become an authorized user on a partner or a relative's credit card. You're going to have to be trustworthy. And if you start putting some of that money away, if you've built an emergency savings account, if you or your emergency fund, if you've built your savings account, it's going to be a lot easier for those people to add you as an authorized user. Once you're authorized, you begin benefiting from that person's good credit actions without being on the hook. But you're creating some credit with that step. You want to be certain the person who's the primary on the account is responsible and, and trustworthy as you intend to be as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's again, huge. So, you know, getting really, we live in a credit driven society uh, mm -hmm. and you want to, you want to have good credit. So how do we build our credit? Well, uh, open a secure credit card. If you can't get a unsecured credit card, open a secure credit card. And if you've been doing some of your savings, it's possible. It's, they may be a good option for beginners seeking to start building good credit. Secured cards are different than traditional credit cards. They require security deposit. It's usually around $200. It could be more, but most secured cards then provide an opportunity to eventually receive an unsecured card. And if you're paying your bills on time, if you use it and pay it back, use it and pay it back, you have a chance of building that credit. You also might be able to gain positive credit by paying certain bills. Uh, for example, that you'll see this, some commercials, Experian Boost. Now, regardless of how you feel about John Cena, it allows you to yeah. connect your bank account <laughs> to your cell phone and utility bills. And when you pay them on time, it's reflected in your credit history. So cable, internet, streaming services may also qualify for on-time payment credit boosts. A good or excellent credit score, it's generally somewhere around 670 and higher. So if a program like Experian Boost or something can gain you even 10 to 20 positive credit points, it's worth it. Right. Yeah, it is worth it. And I think that's really important. And you mentioned you were going to go over why somebody, why we need to have a regular credit card and building credit is a, is a good reason right there. And yeah. And, and you can't just get a credit card and never use it. You have to have payment history. Right. So it, you, there's a level of responsibility and I'm not saying this to scare people, right? You have to be responsible for it. And for some people, that's a very scary word. But if you want to get past the situation that you don't love, it takes a little work. And some of that responsibility is taking on some of that credit, paying it regularly so that you've created a credit history. Believe me, if all you have is a credit card and you pay your bills off all the time, 
and you've never carried a balance and just, you know, for a month or two, it's just, if you, and you say you go to buy a car, which again, if you can save for it in cash, great. But if not, take it. If you're using your money smart elsewhere, that's why it helps to have an advisor on your side. But say you go to buy a car and you haven't ever paid any bills or you don't have an established credit history, just because you haven't had bad credit, you still won't have good credit. You'll be a credit ghost. I remember going to get a first car with a very dear friend and they had been so responsible, but they couldn't get financing because they had paid the couple of bills they had. They had always paid perfectly on time and had no outstanding credit. So they wow. were a ghost. They just, they hadn't built good credit. All they did was not have bad credit. So you need to have some good credit too. Um, and it can be a, it can be a win-win next step. Have a relationship with your creditors. Now, I'm not saying take them out to dinner, but get to know the companies you're with. Don't hesitate to reach out to them with questions or if you need help. And then also to see every now and then check in. Is there a better rate I can get? Can I increase my credit limit? Not to so that you can go further in debt, but so that you can establish better credit. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, I mean, getting a credit boost for paying your bills on time, that's a win-win, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, and again, you don't have to become best friends with the people, but, you know, below this, be a little bit below the surface so you're comfortable with the people you're working with for credit. So, uh, If you're looking for a new credit card, your best bet for a card with a good interest rate and decent perks may be with your current bank or credit union, especially if you've been a good customer for a number of years, especially sure. if you've been putting X amount of money away into an emergency fund, X amount of money into your savings account, right? If you're, they're going to see that, that history. If your bank or credit union offers a card and you've never overdrawn your debit account, it's likely going to improve your chances of qualifying for a card with them. Sure. Well, and uh, what's, a, what's another tip? Uh, what else would you recommend that women do when it comes to planning for the kind of retirement they truly want? Uh, be your own advocate. How's that? Paying your bills on time, paying more than the minimum are things creditors notice. When you're doing these things consistently, you may be more likely to receive uh, interest rate reductions, increased credit limits. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things, but most importantly, you know, don't, do, don't go it alone. Right. If you're if you aren't already start working with a financial services professional doing so will put you you'll have an advocate in your corner besides just yourself. Remember, a good financial services professional isn't there to always tell you what you want to hear. Like I said before, sometimes you're going to have to you're going to get some honest insights, opinions, advice, you know, depending on where you are, a, a good a good financial services pro will help you get some ideas to negotiate your next raise. You know, worried about how much you're making a good pro is going to, will give you some of the armor you need and some of the weapons you need to go in and negotiate that next race with, you know, to, when you go in there, you're going to have an advocate. They're not going to be sitting there with you, but they'll help coach you through that process. And what's more valuable than getting your value at your workplace. Yeah. So, you know, find a pro that will work with you and not just work with you, but for you. Well, I think that's the the bottom line to help empower women in retirement or for retirement. Uh, you've given us a lot to think about today, retirement tips for women out there. And I know that if we have anyone listening, couples, men, women who want to get a financial plan in place or get a second opinion on where they're at, you are offering a no charge consultation 
How can our listeners get a hold of you to set that up? Again, super simple. You give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And heck, here I am, a guy talking about things to do to empower women. If you'd rather talk to a woman, we got that covered too. My sister Gretchen is a partner in the firm, and everyone else that works there, all women. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're the only guy in my company. <laughs> you're it. <laughs> Again, so talk about empowering advocates. women in retirement. Do you advocates do that every and day? Allies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, if you're more comfortable dealing with a female pro uh, advisor, Gretchen is there to help take care of you as well. We, we do everything as a team. Um, but, you know, if you're way more comfortable just dealing with a woman, we, we got that covered too. Well, I think that's great. And it's been a great show, but we're out of time. Give that phone number one more time before we go. Sure. 800-339-9252. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisor services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.